This is the Adventist World Radio, and you are listening to the Voice of Hope. For more information, please feel free to write to us. Our email address is Bible at awr.org, or you could also call us on WhatsApp at plus one two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. From the studio of Adventist World Radio, Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the Voice of Hope. Thy presence every hour, every hour. Abide with me, as falls the eventide, the darkness deepens, Lord, with me.
know more on our programs you are welcome to write to us on this postal address adventist media center post box 1446 market yard pune 411037 maharashtra india you can also log into our website to hear all our programs which is www.awr.org before we hear god's word here's a melodious song Studios of Adventist Media Center, Pune. We have Helen Jacob presenting God's Word. I welcome Pastor Richard. He'll be sharing God's Word. Go ahead, Pastor. Shall we bow down our eyes for prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this blessed time that you have granted to us, as we're going to read your scriptures through the book Steps to Christ. May we understand every precept that you have inspired us. and through this sermon many may draw themselves closer to you thank you for the blessing in jesus name we pray amen god's love for man this is a new series on steps to christ we would like to uh, welcome all of you and uh, god bless you as you continue to listen to this sermons we can only learn to love by loving god in everything that we do 
True love is putting someone before yourself, which means loving them completely, loving them purely, showing your love to them in a way that they would feel that you have an infinite love upon them. That is what God the Father did when he sent his beloved son to this sinful world where we are not to be saved because of his infinite love. Steps to Christ chapter 1 explains of how God's love for man is intimate from our Heavenly Father. Nature and revelation alike testify of God's love. Our Father in heaven is the source of love, life and wisdom and also of joy. Look at the wonderful and beautiful things of nature. Think of their marvelous adaptions to the needs and happiness, not only for man, but all living creatures. The sunshine and the rain that gladden and refresh the earth, the hills and the seas and plains all speak to us of Creator's love. It is God who supplies the daily needs of all His creatures in the beautiful world or words of the psalmist. Shall we open our Bibles to Psalm 145, verses 15 and 16? The scripture records this way. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand, and satisfies the desire of every living thing. How wonderful, dear listeners, that we have this promise that shows that God's love is something special to us. He gives everything that we ask Him. We don't lack anything when we depend upon our Heavenly Father. So God's love for man is infinite because His Son came to this earth being our Savior to save us from this sinful world. The scripture Psalm 145 verses 15 and 16 inspires us that the Lord's eyes are always upon us where he deems to take care of us in every part of our life. God made man perfectly holy and happy. And the fair earth as it came from the Creator's hand bore no blight of decay or shadow of the curse. It is transgression of God's law, the law of love, that has brought woe and death, yet even amid the suffering that results from sin. God's love is revealed. It is written that God cursed the ground for man's sake. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 17, we find how God's love was extended to his people. But because of the sin that was committed in the beginning of this world, you know, everything started changing. Where Lord's curse was upon this earth, and we know how Adam and Eve were created and they were introduced into this earth. They were shown the Garden of Eden and God inspired them to be holy and faithful to him. But later on, the serpent came in the form and, and started tempting Eve where Eve was taken up and Eve was tempted. Not only tempted herself, she tempted even Adam as well. And both have caused sin and great transgression between God and man. So from the time we find how God cursed the ground for man's sake. 
the thorn and the thistle, the difficulties and trials that make every person's life one of toil and care. It was appointed for his good as a part of the training needful in God's plan for his uplifting from the ruin and degradation that sin has wrought. The world, though fallen, is not all sorrow and misery. In nature itself are messages of hope and comfort. There are flowers upon the thistles, and the thorns are covered with roses. Dear listeners, when we look at God's creation, it's so wonderful, right? When we look at the creation from the day one to day six, how beautiful God has architected the nature in a wonderful way. We should say he is one of the best architecture or designer or creator that we can find when we look at the nature and the creation where God created. Here, he inspires us to limit ourselves to enjoy these worldly pleasures. Especially during these monsoon seasons, you know, we are so team to go and enjoy the nature, especially the waterfalls, the greenery, or the fruits that we have. We have different kinds of uh, vegetables that we can enjoy, and so and so forth. It's all about God's love for His fellow beings, and God's vision is to make His people enjoy the pleasures and the blessings of this earth. God is love is written upon every opening bud, upon every spire of springing grass. The lovely birds making the air vocal with their happy songs, the delicately thin flowers in their perfection, perfuming the air, the lofty trees of the forest with their rich foliage of living green, all testify to the tender, fatherly care of a God and to his desire to make his children happy. The word of God reveals his character. He himself has declared his infinite love and pity. When Moses prayed, Show me thy glory, the Lord answered. I will make all my goodness pass before thee. Exodus chapter 33 verses 18 to 19 this is his glory, the Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions of sin. Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 to 7. He is slow to anger and of great kindness. Because he delighted in mercy, we find this scripture also quoted in the Minor Prophets Division, Jonah chapter 4 verses 2 and Micah chapter 7 verses 18. He showed his mercy to his people. He showed mercy to his fellow brethren. That's the reason he is slow to anger and of great kindness. God has bound our hearts to him by unnumbered tokens in heaven and in earth. Through the things of nature, and deepest and tenderest earthly ties that human hearts can know. He has sought to reveal himself to us, yet these by imperfectly represent his love. Though all these evidences have been given, the enemy of good blinded the minds of men. 
so that they looked upon God with fear. They thought of him as severe and unforgiving. Satan led men to conceive of God as a being whose chief attribute is stern justice, one who is a severe judge, a harsh, exciting creator. He pictured the creator as a being who is watching with jealous eye to discern the errors and mistakes of man that he may visit judgments upon them. It was to remove this dark shadow by revealing to the world the infinite love of God that Jesus came to live among men. The Son of God came from heaven to make manifest the Father. No man had seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he had declared him. We find this scripture in Gospel of John chapter 1 verses 18. Gospel of Matthew chapter 11 verses 27 says, Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. When one of the disciples made this request, Show us the Father, where Jesus answered, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me? He is talking or answering to the question where the disciple Philip asked Jesus. And he continues saying in John chapter 14 verses 8 to 9 and also John chapter 6 verses 32. He had seen me, had seen the Father, and how sayest thou then, show us the Father. In describing his earthly mission, Jesus said, The Lord hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. You know, we find the scripture in Luke chapter 4, verses 18. This was his work. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by Satan. There were whole villages where there was not a mound of sickness in any house. For he has passed through them and healed all their sick. His work gave evidence of his divine anointing, love, mercy and compassion were revealed in every act of his life. His heart went out in tender sympathy to the children of men. He took man's nature that he might reach man's wants. The poorest and humblest were not afraid to approach him. Even little children were attracted to him. They loved to climb upon his knees and gaze into the pen pensive face, benignant with love. Jesus did not suppress one word of truth, but he uttered it always in love. He exercised the greatest tact and thoughtful kind attention in his intercourse with people. He was never rude, never needlessly spoke a severe word, never gave needless pain to a sensitive soul. He did not censure human weakness, but he spoke the truth, but always in love. He denounced hypocrisy, unbelief, and iniquity. But tears were in his voice as he uttered his scatching rebukes. He wept over Jerusalem, the city he loved, which refused to receive him. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. 
They had rejected him, the Savior, but he regarded them with pitying tenderness. His life was one of self-denial and thoughtful care for others. Every soul was precious in his eyes. While he ever bore himself with divine dignity, he bowed with tenderest regard to every member of the family of God. In all men he saw fallen souls whom it was his mission to save. Such is the character of Christ as revealed in his life. This is the character of God. It is from the Father's heart that the streams of divine compassion manifest in Christ flow to the children of men. Jesus the tender, pitying Savior was God manifest in the flesh. 1 Timothy chapter 3 verses 16 it describes of how God has manifested in his flesh. It was to redeem us that Jesus lived and suffered and died. He became a man of sorrow that we might be made partakers of everlasting joy. God permitted his beloved son, full of grace and truth, to come from a world of indescribable glory to a world marred and blighted with sin. Darkness with the shadow of death and curse. He permitted him to leave the bosom of his love, the adoration of his angels, to, to suffer same, insult, humiliation, hatred and death. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we were healed. We find the scripture in Isaiah chapter 53 verses 5. Behold, him in the wilderness in Gethsemane, upon the cross, the spotless Son of God took upon himself the burden of sin. He who had been one with God felt in his soul and the awful separation that sin makes between God and man. This wrong from his lips that anguished cry, My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Matthew 27, 46 it was the burden of sin, the sense of its terrible enormity, of its separation of the soul from God. It was this that broke the heart of the Son of God. But their sacrifice was not made in order to create in the Father's heart a love for man, nor to make him willing to save. No, no. In John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son. The father loves us, not because of the great propitiation, but he provided that because he loves us. Christ was the medium through which he could pour out his infinite love upon a fallen world. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 19 says, God suffered with his son in the agony of Gethsemane. The death of the Calvary, the heart of infinite love, paid the price of our redemption. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verses 17, Therefore doth my father love me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. My father has so loved you that he even loves me more for giving my life to redeem you. In becoming your substitute and surety, by surrendering my life, by taking your liabilities, your transgressions, 
I am endeared to my father. For by my sacrifice, God can be just and yet the justifier of him who believed in Jesus. None but the Son of God could accomplish our redemptions. For only he who was in the bosom of the Father could declare him. Only he knew the height and the depth of the love of God could make it manifest. Nothing less than the infinite sacrifice made by Christ in behalf of fallen men could express the Father's love to lost humanity. God's love and to the world that he gave his only begotten Son, he gave him not only to live among men, to bear their sins and die to take the sacrifice. He gave him to the fallen race. Christ wants to identify himself with the interests and needs of humanity. He who was on one with God linked himself with the children of men by ties that are never to be broken. Jesus is not ashamed to call them brethren. Hebrews chapter 2 verses 11. He is a sacrifice, our advocate, our brother, bearing our human form before the Father's throne. And through eternal ages, one with the race he has redeemed, the Son of Man, and all this that man might be uplifted from the ruin and degradation of sin that he might reflect the love of God and share the joy of holiness. So the price paid for our redemption, the infinite sacrifice of our Heavenly Father in giving His Son to die for us, should give us exalted conceptions of what we may become through Christ. May the Lord bless all of us with this message. We want to thank you, Lord, for this wonderful lesson that you have given to us. As you show us your love, may we be blessed. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's Word, you are always welcome to write to us. Adventist Media Center, Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune 411037, Maharashtra, India. And you can email us at helenrichesv at gmail.com helenrichesv at gmail.com H-E-L-E-N-R-I-C-H-E-S-V at gmail.com You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers. Center of Digital Evangelism, CDE, 000-800-400-140-1704 Or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. Our WhatsApp number is plus nine one nine zero 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 eight nine zero nine three. And you can email us at Helen Riches at Gmail dot com. H E L E N R I C H E S V 
at gmail.com. We invite you to visit us on our website www.awr.org. This is David. And I am Madhuri, signing off at AWR. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Till then, we wish you goodbye, goodbye and, and God, God bless. bless. This is the Adventist World Radio, and you are listening to the Voice of Hope. For more information, please feel free to write to us. Our email address is bible at awr dot org, or you could also call us on WhatsApp at plus one two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. 